To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as we told you earlier, all Auckland schools are closed until Tuesday the 7th of February. That's the day after Waitangi Day. Auckland principals say about 20 Auckland schools have been really badly hit by the weather. And with us now is Cherie Taylor-Patel, immediate past president of the New Zealand Principals Federation. Hi, Cherie. Kia ora, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Any idea how badly affected these schools are? Is it weak enough to tidy it up with the rain coming as well? Well, in some situations, it will take um, more than a week to sort things out. And I know at the moment, everyone's looking for dehumidifiers and people, um, tradesmen, to be able to assess damage and, and get things sorted. So I think it's a pretty complex situation right now. What's the impact on the school year going to be like, do you think? Well, certainly it's not the great start we were all hoping for in 2023. Mm. If you remember this time last year, we were in a, a red light setting that had just been announced by the government um, responding to COVID. And so this year, Auckland is in a state of emergency. So it's absolutely not a great start. Cherie, thank you for that. Cherie Taylor-Patel, immediate past president of the New Zealand Principals Federation. It's 20 away from six. Heather Duplessy-Allen. What am I talking about? It's 20 past six. Now, it might not be twinkle, twinkle, little star for much longer because experts are warning that our skies are going to become so crowded with satellites, it's going to block out the stars by the end of the decade. We've got 8,000 currently up there. 400,000 are approved to go up there as well. With us now is Richard Easter from the Department of Physics at Auckland University. Hi, Richard. Hi. This sounds worrying. Are you worried about this? I, I am worried about this, and it's one of you know it's something that's developed um, you know without anybody having a lot of oversight of it, and suddenly we've found ourselves in a situation where the night sky could change for everybody. Now, to be fair, all of the satellites that have been approved are not going to go up, right? But even if let's say even if a quarter of them went up, Richard, and you have a hundred thousand up there, what kind of impact is that going to have on you being able to see Venus? Um, so you'd still be able to see Venus uh, uh, from to the you know to the naked eye. What would happen is if you were out in the country somewhere, and particularly if it was close, not not far from sunrise or sunset, a lot of the lights that you would see move in the sky would be moving rather than sitting still. And you know at the moment, you know we see the space station or something come past, and you know that's one moving light um, against many fixed stars. Whereas you know it might be that you know, half the lights were moving and half the lights were sitting still. It's not. It's not, it's not necessarily what everybody signed up for. But is it that bad? Because moving stars are kind of nice as well, aren't they? Um, I think I think you know there's a there's a beauty to the night sky, and I think it's like you know anything else. If, you know, the satellites are there for a reason. You know, they're, they're all providing services that people find useful. I mean, you know, many of which I've used myself. But I think um, you know most people like the sky the way it is. Just that most people you know like to see the way it is, and they don't necessarily you know they wouldn't appreciate it. You know, a factory that was producing something, no matter how useful it was, that was changing the environment for, for, for everybody. Do we need some and global so, rules then, do we? Exactly. And so yeah. so the, the, there are actually tight rules about the way that they can transmit radio waves so that they don't interfere with each other. But there's no requirement at the moment that things that are put into orbit don't, you know, don't have an impact on the night sky. You know, it's like someone, you know, building a ten-story house in front of you. You know, we have a district plan. You know, <laughs> whether you like it or not. You know, there's always going to be rules to to, to, to handle that kind of development Richard. and how what one person chooses to do, you know, works for somebody else. And at the moment, it's you know, it's complete cowboy country as yeah. far as space is concerned. Hey, thank you for running us through that. Appreciate it. It's Richard Easter, uh, Department of Physics at Auckland University. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.